Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Seahawks podcast with Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell and produced by extraordinaire Rob Still of Coil Entertainment. I'm Lee. Kevin, how are you? Not too shabby. A little wet today, but you know. Yeah, well, yeah. It seems like, as always, lately, for whatever reason. <laughs> um, so uh, the Seahawks, we get to talk about uh, them winning an actual game. It's the first win of 2018 because they didn't win any in the preseason and lost their first two of the regular season. So after starting off 0-2 or 0-6, it felt like they get the win over the Cowboys. And I thought it was a you know it was a really solid game all the way around. They won 24-13. to It was the way they should win this year, the way they should have been trying to play the first two weeks as well instead of not running the ball. But Carson gets the ball, I think it was 75 times. Uh, and, uh, you know, the thing about it was that he was, for the most most of the game, he was projecting over four yards of rush against a good, as you talked pre-show, against a really good uh, Cowboys front. And what he was able to do and what the line was able to do and get a push at the end of the game, you know, they were able to stop him in his yards uh, because it was obvious he was going to run the ball. Um, although he had that magnificent run to really close out the game on third and 11 and did it mostly by himself and, and what's getting to be vintage Carson at this point. But, uh, you know, what were your takeaways as far as just the run game goes for Seattle when they when they beat Dallas Sunday? Yeah, it's amazing what happens when you, you, know, you put a guy in after – the first quarter and give him the ball a few times he can he can run it but now i think chris carson he's coming back right where he left off before he got injured you know um he's uh he's a good solid running back and um you know we'll see what happens with rashad penny i don't know um (laughs) i don't know if that's going to work out too well this year at least but um yeah i thought the run game run game was good yeah, I think still a penny is just still learning away. You know, it's hard for a rookie, any kind of rookie, to come in and, and do really well. But you know, I know the Seahawks have hopes for Penny going into the future, and I think he, I hope he does really well too, because you don't have to rely on Carson or Penny at that point. You would have two backs who can do it, and hopefully both of them stay healthy. Um, you know, Carson getting the ball thirty was it thirty three times they ran the ball. That sounds ridiculous after. The whole team running backs ran it 16 times in the first week. You know, he doubled that by himself, but and didn't get the ball after 11 minutes and 50 seconds left in the second quarter against the Bears, which still seems stupid. But at least the, the Seahawks, you know, maybe Pete Carroll left Brian Schottenheimer alone and actually let Schottenheimer call the plays. And maybe, maybe I was putting too much blame on Schottenheimer that he was, you know, not calling a good game when really he was just trying to. You know, because Pete was the one who said in the third quarter against the Bears, I wanted to take a, a shot, and maybe Schottenheimer 
no pun intended, took that uh, as meaning every every down of these six plays that we have in the third quarter, we're going to take a shot or whatever um, instead of running the ball. But, you know, maybe they just got back to basics. It looked like a Jets offense when the Jets defense was good. And, you know, they made it to the AFC championship game a couple years in a row. They have a much better quarterback. Russell Wilson was able to get time. He was only getting sacked. He only got sacked twice. Um, and, and the Seahawks, on the other hand, who really didn't seem to get any pressure in those first two games, put a ton of pressure on Prescott. And they, they sacked him five times, but he was under duress, it seems like, the whole game. And beyond, between uh, Frank Clark and Jaron Reed and Quentin Jefferson, they had seven quarterback hits. So, you know, pressure from the Seahawks, but not against the Seahawks so much. So how happy were you to see that? Yeah, that was a that was nice to see finally get some defensive some pressure from that defensive front because those those DBs and linebackers are getting worn out. I mean, you can't you can't do that all season on those guys. So it was nice to see. And Dak Prescott, he's a he's a relatively mobile quarterback. I mean, he's not a you know a guy that's just going to sit there. And he's a, he's a pretty good quarterback. And they've got a um, you know pretty good running back in Ezekiel Elliott. So to put that pressure on them like they did and get get some hits on them, I thought it was great. And, um, it, you know, it takes some some pressure off the offense, too, when you got a you got your defense putting pressure like that. Let's hope they can keep it up. I don't know what the what the tick trick was, but it just seemed like a game where everything seemed to be clicking. You know, there's this fundamental football, not trying to do anything spectacular, you know, take a shot down the field. I, you know, Russell Wilson, I don't know um, – and a lot of those balls that he would loft up there seem to get caught over the years, but there doesn't seem to be some of the, a lot of those are getting they're either overthrown or, um, or Brandon Marshall's on the other side of it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I mean, you know, he threw a couple of lock guy threw one, that one to lock it. This was right on the money, but I don't know if it's Doug Baldwin's not in there and, and they have just that chemistry, which they obviously do. I mean, they've been playing together for so long, but, um, yeah, I was impressed. It just seemed like a real good fundamental game, and hopefully, it gave them some confidence um, coming off those first first two games um, to you know to, to put a put a decent season together. Yeah, and it, I mean, for the first time this year, uh, it looked like Russell Wilson was relaxed because he didn't seem like he he seemed to understand. I'm not going to have to win this game all by myself which I think they tried to put on him in the first two games. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, you know, he, he didn't, he wasn't sharp in those first two games anyway, but they didn't, they didn't run the ball. So clearly it was, Hey, Russell, you're going to go out and win this game. And hopefully they won't revert back to that against the Cardinals who still have a, even though they're, they're ranked number 25 through three weeks of the season, the Cardinals defense is actually should be the strength of their team. Their offense is just, Putrid, but we'll get to them in, in just a couple minutes. But what about this new guy, Earl Thomas? He he seemed to be playing pretty well. I'm not sure if he's under a rookie contract or what's going on, but hopefully he'll be in Seattle for several years, right? God, they need to sign that guy already. I mean, I you know, come on, what I you know, I understand not doing it before the season because all the the crap that was going on. But man, let's get this guy going because. It's becoming a distraction. I mean, it, it's been a distraction, but now it's going to become more of a distraction. You know, he's not playing on, fr- not practicing on Friday. Got some type of quote unquote personal issue or whatever. Um, you know, this. I don't know. I'm, I'm about sick of Schneider and his <laughs> proving a point with these guys. We're not going to 
you know, at some point you have to uh, suck it up and make a decision out of the box and, and uh, or out of your usual, um, you know, stance on things and realize that this guy is a valuable member of your defense and either sign him up or trade him. I mean, I know there's been, there was some talk somebody put on Twitter last night. I think I texted you that, you know, he was allegedly going to be traded to the chiefs but yeah it was that fake ian rapaport twitter guy he, he gets people um it's rap I, I don't even want to give out his twitter handle but he, yeah he does that and he also he tweeted something today at the seahawks for extending uh earl thomas so hopefully that's that's gonna happen even though he's just making it up but um but yeah i, I mean i i totally agree i mean they need to because at this point it's like okay you know uh, eric barry makes 13 million dollars a year Earl Thomas is going to want more than that. You take a chance that somebody, he's a safety, so he can play for, you know, he's not like a cornerback or something like that or a running back. He's going to be able to play solidly uh, for the next three or four years, you know, even without his age. He has a lot of speed, obviously, in this game, but he's a smart player, too, and knows the, knows how to position himself. So I don't think his, his uh, speed that will be reduced as just with age playing in the NFL um, you know, it's a matter of uh, if they sign him for $14 million a year, you take the chance on how much of that money is going to be wasted if he gets hurt and he's no longer the same player or can't play at all. But then it's like, okay, we, we don't want to pay him that much because we have to have a we have a salary cap, you know, a hard salary cap in the NFL, and we have to kind of work in the contracts as they are. But getting rid of Earl Thomas, really, it's like, are you going to have – clearly you're not going to have anybody that replaces him. Uh, sorry, and uh, you know, but you're not going to have three guys that replace him, really. I mean, he's that good. Yeah, and the thing is, is not only do you get his performance and his ability to play, you get that leadership, and he, you've got some pretty, you know, you've got some potentially some guys in that team that have some pretty good potential, and he can mentor those guys and and teach them how to play the the position and you know help the other guys out you know be the the quarterback of that defensive backfield and and help these guys out so it's not it's it's more than just signing him for his ability it's signing him for his his leadership and um i don't know it's you know if you get rid of him what do you have you got exactly i mean yeah that's because you don't want to pay players because of fitting it into the the money situation i get it but you have Earl Thomas. <laughs> I mean, those are the guys you always want to get, and you can't replace them. Um, mm-hmm. It's just too bad that his safety partner, Bradley McDougal, just stinks, obviously. Um, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, well, good have, game, huh? Is McDougal just as, I hate to say this, he's a slightly different player, but we're not missing a beat without Chancellor. He is just as good as Chancellor would have been this year. Is he not? Yeah, he he is he is a damn good replacement for Chancellor. That's for sure. I mean, I don't I don't know if anybody can hit like Cam Chancellor and, and knock people around, but McDougal sure is. He's holding his own back there. Yeah, and the, I mean that you know strip fumble of Elliott. It was like, is that Chancellor? Did he run out on the field? Because you know that's mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing. I mean. So in the Seahawks, the defensive backs, they have uh, Bradley McDougald, uh, Earl Thomas, and uh, Shaquille Griffin. Each of those guys, that's through the first three weeks of the season, each one has had one game where they've had two interceptions, and they're the first team since the Steelers in 1971 or something like that to be the first team in the first three weeks who have had three players who did that, so that's pretty impressive. Um, Jaron Reed, I thought, was 
what the Seahawks always hoped and hope he will become. He supplied that interior pass rush. I mean, he was a beast in the middle. Two sacks, taking up spots. Um, If he can play like that, you know, not two sacks every week. I mean, nobody's going to do that. Von Miller is a linebacker. But interior pass rush, you're not going to have two sacks a week. But if that guy can continue to kind of grow into that role, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's anchoring that line and making the line solid for years, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's – he he needs to do that. He needs to get in there and and, and put that pressure because if you get that pressure from that defensive front, then you know your 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 defensive backs do have the opportunities to get two two interceptions per game because the quarterback's going to make mistakes. But yeah, it's uh, he was he was impressive. That whole defensive line was was pretty impressive last last week. Yeah, it wasn't. And against, uh, of course, the Cowboys were missing a couple of pieces, but overall, they're still a pretty decent line. According to Pro Football Focus, still the 11th ranked line in the NFL. And to do what they were able to do, Frank Clark had another sack. He's on he's on pace for 16. He's had one every game. I mean, that's his pace. Uh, he played brilliantly, I thought. And Reed, of course, was great. Quentin Jefferson getting four quarterback hits. Um, played really well. Um, you know, if you can get that interior pass rush, which is something really the Seattle has lacked for a while, um, that's going to take the pressure off the ends, clearly. And when they really only had Frank Clark, who's consistent and proven that he can get to the quarterback, I mean, it makes the whole, like you said, it makes the whole defense better. Um, there were a couple of negatives. I mean, we had, uh, you know, Brandon Marshall had uh, three drops on, on Russell Wilson. Thankfully, he didn't drop that absolutely perfect 27 yard pass that Wilson threw him because if he dropped that he should have just walked off the field and never played again <laughs> and then Mike, Michael Dixon actually to me didn't have a great week I mean his average was like 43.8 or something like that but he had a lot of line drive kicks it was kind of weird to watch yeah he seemed like he was in a hurry to kick it, to kick it for some reason and they were real flat yeah it was it was kind of weird to see I noticed that too I wonder if it's a matter of uh, you know people of in Seattle obviously clearly love the new punter Michael Dixon and it's just, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's maybe he felt so nervous kicking in front of all his new fans because this is the first home game of the year. That's the only thing I could figure. Um, before we get into the Cardinals game, we do. there are a few NFC West notes. Um, the Rams have, have traded their team. No, I'm just kidding. The Rams are clearly the, the class of the division, and, you know, they're going to run away. And, and so Seattle really, if they have any playoff hopes, that's going to be a wild card spot. Um, but, you know, the, the Cardinals are atrocious. But the 49ers, took, I mean, they took huge hits. At mm-hmm. j- losing uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for the season and probably into next season at this point with a torn ACL and MCL. Richard Sherman's out a, a few weeks now, too. Um, losing Garoppolo for a team that's 1-2 and two, and, and looking ahead at their schedule, I was looking at it today. They have the Cardinals coming up in, in three weeks or four weeks or whatever. Um uh, and the Cardinals are just bad. But then uh, the 49ers go on the road at, at the Chargers uh, this Sunday. Then they go on the road against the Packers. And then they have the Rams at home. I mean, we're looking at a 2-5 49ers team. So, you know, and, yeah, and, and that's, that could be that Seattle has – They sh- first of all, they they should always beat those teams on paper. They always struggle with the, with the Cardinals for whatever reason. But the Cardinals have a different coach, different team. But, you know – 4-0 against those two teams is not out of the question. In fact, it, it should be expected um, just because of the talent on the Cardinals and the losses that the 49ers have had. So that could be – that's five wins. And then you're trying to pick up wins. You know, if you get to nine or ten wins, you're talking about the playoffs. Um, 
Uh, NFC is going to be a little bit tougher, I think, because you got better teams than the AFC. Uh, you know, talk about the 49ers losses, but then on top of that, what, what the what the hell is going on in the NFL? I mean, you've got the Lions beating the Patriots like soundly. You got the Bills beating the Vikings. What the heck is going on? I know what they said. If if, if the Dolphins go three and zero, you know, Dolphins three and zero, and the Patriots are one and two. It's the first time that's happened since '96 or something or '69 or I don't know. But it's uh, <laughs> it's crazy. But it, who knows? I mean, and the, and the Browns won. Gee whiz! I mean, <laughs> well, and Baker Mayfield actually looked pretty good. And yeah, and they. They honestly looked like and this is, of course, not ever going to happen. But they honestly look like a team that could be uh, good, not great, maybe, but good in the future. I mean, they've got a decent defense, and their offensive line's not bad. I mean, they they actually look pretty decent. But just yeah, I mean, the Bills and the Vikings was just like, you know, is this whole? I'll probably get censored with this one. But is the whole NFL? Is it really just about betting? Like somebody's just controlling the games. You know, it doesn't make any sense. That just clearly doesn't make any sense. But I don't. Yeah, it it, it doesn't. And it's you know, and that I thought at the beginning of the season we we'd be, you know, obviously we're, we're going to lose both teams, the Rams, and beat the Cardinals both games. I thought at best we we'd have a um, a split with the 49ers, but I you know we should be able to beat 49ers twice. Now I think they pulled their quarterback up off their practice squad uh, today to to get a quarterback, but I mean. I, you know, I hate to see those guys get hurt because, you know, Garoppolo left uh, left the Patriots to, you know, to be the the guy. And the 49ers are on. Although I don't really, you know, care for the 49ers because they're a rival, but you know, it's kind of nice to see a team that that um, you know used to be really good making a little bit of a comeback. But um, seems like that's going to be halted now for for a little bit and you know as far as Sherman being out you know I don't I guess <laughs> you know at some point you go ah should we have treated that guy and then he gets hurt you're like okay you know he was a little bit injury prone the last few years and, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah so you know it's looking like you know and he was a distraction running his mouth all the time so it's kind of nice to not have to deal with that every <laughs> every day and, and listen to him but um you know, we'll see Dougie's coming back, so hopefully hopefully he'll be at least 85%. Yeah, and 85% of Doug, you know, in, in Russell Wilson's world might be good enough. I just don't want him to come back and, and be injured, get injured again, you know, because he, he injured the other leg that he was having to deal with in the preseason, so hopefully it's, you know, not something that's going to be hanging around with him the rest of his career. Um, I mean, they've proven that how great Mar- Brandon Marshall is. And that offense, just a phenomenal player. Uh, I'm joking, but I mean, Tyler Lockett's actually started off with a really good year. Three touchdown passes and uh, receptions and in three games. Bringing Baldwin back is only going to help Lockett, and Lockett's already a big part of this offense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe they'll just continue to uh, to evolve into the team that they we all think they are. Maybe they're just still learning their way under Schottenheimer's idea of an offense. So uh, the Cardinals come in and they've scored 20 points this year uh, total, which sounds ridiculous. They uh, average 6.7 points per game. Um, and that's about half of what the second worst offense is producing. Um, you know, they, they, Sam Bradford has been terrible. <laughs> what a great decision paying him $20 million a year for one year to come in and start. 
on a team that wasn't going to make the playoffs anyway. So that seems strange. Uh, they're going to they're going to uh, start Josh Rosen. Um, I actually like the Jerusalem Post put uh, put out a headline that the uh, Cardinals are starting a Jewish quarterback on Sunday, which I thought, well, I would have never thought about that, but that's interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, so this is a team in, in much worse disarray than the Seahawks are, clearly. David Johnson hasn't done anything at running back really a little over 100 yards, but I think he basically has had a year like Chris Carson had a game on Sunday with almost as many carries and as many yards. He's coming off an injury. You know, on paper, the Seahawks should not lose this game, or, and it really should not be close, correct? No, I was just going to say it, it shouldn't be close. I'm, I, I don't... I don't think the Cardinals maybe score 10 points, if that. And, and I, I think this is probably going to be a game where there's a couple defensive scores um, from the Seahawks with, you know, if they can continue the way they're playing. And, you know, we got got defense, got the, the defensive backfield picking up interceptions. I think with a rookie quarterback, you know, it should be, um, should be pick a couple pick sixes, I would hope. But, you know, because I don't know about Rosen. I don't. I don't know that he's ready for the NFL. I mean, um, you know, Sam Darnold's done pretty good. Mayfield had a, you know, he came in and had a good game. We'll see, but I don't, you know, we'll see if if um, if Rosen's going to be ready for the NFL. That whole, yeah, I don't understand paying Bradford that with those knees, paying him that money. Like you said, on a team that's really not going to do anything anyway. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, as weird as this is going to sound, I think Mayfield came in and took over, took over a situation where it was easier to inspire his team uh, because the team has been so bad. But I also think that Mayfield came into a better situation than Rosen is coming into. I think Cleveland is set up for for a better future. It sounds ridiculous to say that about Cleveland about any time for the last 50 years. But I think that Cleveland is set up for a better situation, better, brighter future than the Cardinals are. At this point, anyway, because the Cardinals just stink. They their power rankings is per NFL.com, ESPN, Sports Illustrated. The Cardinals are are dead last, and they should be because their offense is all terrible. You know, saying all this, they know they're going to score thirty five points against the Seahawks and win the game yeah. like thirty five to seven. <laughs> just say. You know what's crazy is just a just a short few short years ago they were on top of it, man. It, it's it, this league is amazing. I mean how quick yeah. somebody can a team can go downhill I and mean, i'm not saying the seahawks are on top of anything they're they're in a bit of a, a slump right now too but yeah the cardinals is just a, a you know just a dump show down there <laughs> Crazy. yeah and you know I, really it's a, a season of attrition every almost any nfl team has to do that you have to keep players healthy and usually the healthier teams are have the better records because they have their core players I, I think if anything um you know uh, seattle is getting healthier so far going into week four because if they do get baldwin back you know they've got bobby wagner back they'll get kj right back hopefully they won't suffer any knock on wood they won't suffer any major injuries this week um you know the offensive line is jr sweezy did a, a decent decent job um and uh and dj fluker made i think he made a huge difference um, you know, coming back and, and just you know pushing the run forward there, um, and 
you know, I got to give props to Joey Hunt. I, I knew, I always heard how well he knew the offense and, and how to call out the plays on the offensive line. But, you know, I don't think Seattle missed a beat with, with no offense to Justin Britt, but I don't think they missed a beat with having Joey Hunt in there, at least for one week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, so it, it's good. And and Ethan Posick, maybe he does, uh, maybe he, even though he's hurt, J.R. Sweezy, they feel more conf- confident, comfortable you know, uh, having him involved in the game. I know um, on Twitter, Coach uh, Coach Dover, who follows us on, on Twitter, and I think hopefully we follow him back. If not, we will follow him back. We do. He he likes to to point out uh, when I'm wrong, correctly when I'm wrong. And uh, you know, I, I made a point of saying, "Well, Postic's better than Sweezy." I still think he is better than, but maybe Sweezy is a better fit for the for the line right now. So. You know, I hope Jr. Sweezy continues to play well, and DJ Fluker, as long as the line is producing an opening holes or a little bit of gap for Chris Carson to run through, that's 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 great. Yep. Um, what's your what's your biggest worry going into the game on Sunday? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know that I have a worry. I mean, it's the, it's a. Um, it's a game we should win handily. It shouldn't even be close. Uh, and I guess there's always a, you know, a, they can go on overconfident. I don't think they'll do that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really too worried about it. Probably the biggest thing I ever always worry about is somebody getting injured. And that's, you know, I just, I hate that. When I hate when anybody gets injured on, on a sports team. It's just not, you know, those those guys work hard and, and uh you know, they, the last thing I want to do is get injured. So, but just probably any type of injury. Yeah, I think that. You know, hopefully, I don't. My biggest worry is that Josh Rosen actually actually comes out and, and plays really, really well, and then does the same thing that Mayfield did and inspires his team to to a win. Um, I don't think he has the players, and I think defensively, I think Ken Norton Jr. has done a really, really good job in Seattle as defensive coordinator so far this year. And I think that, and if anything, the defense is going to continue to play at the level they are, if not better. And I, I think it's pretty good. I mean, you know, if if the defensive line gets a push like they did against the Cowboys, against the good line, and they continue to do that, I think Griffin, I think Trey Flowers played pretty well, um, you know, against against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have sucky receivers. But, um, you know, I thought Trey Flowers played pretty well. We know Griffin's going to be good. We know the safeties are phenomenal. I, you know, I think they – I think Seattle can maybe end up with a, and this is just based on the one one win they have, of course. But I think they could have a better record than people expect, especially after that zero and two start. So, what, what, if you were a Brian Schottenheimer, would you have the same exact game plan? I mean, you know, teams are going to start looking for that. They got to stop the run. But is would you just come out and force teams to just kind of stop you running the ball at this point? I would. I'd, I'd come out and run the ball. I mean, let's establish a run and and so it can open up with with the with the lack of chemistry and the receivers we have russell wilson needs a little more time and and you know these receivers need to get a little more open so yeah i'd come out and run the ball and establish that run and and um you know see what happens but i, I think it's still a, a running team um but yeah that's what i do so who wins and why on sunday between the Vikings and no, I'm just kidding. Between uh, the Seahawks and the Cardinals, I, I say thirty to ten. I think, like I said, I think there's going to be a couple defensive uh, touchdowns, yeah, and uh, I don't, I don't see Rosen um, 
doing well. I, I just don't. I, I think we're hopeful. I think we're going to get pressure on him again from the defensive line, and um, he's going to make some mistakes, and we're going to have a, a happy day in the back in the defensive <laughs> backfield. How sad would you feel if the Seahawks did lose? <laughs> It'll be an interesting podcast this week. <laughs> And yeah, you'll have to tune in. Uh, everybody will have to tune in next week. And, uh, of course, Kevin always has his uh, prediction, too, as far as our staff predictions. So I always like to see what Kevin has to say. So that'll be out on Friday. We'll I'll do our staff predictions, and everybody will probably pick Seattle to win um, this week. Um, I don't know if I will. I just I always feel like I'm jinxing the team if I pick them to win. Just because it's like – but then if I pick them to, to lose, they – I might lose. I don't know. I'm overthinking it. Maybe I should just be honest and, and say what I think. Hey, I think uh, I usually say I think the Seahawks win and scores like the other team has like 300 points and wins the game or something. So we'll see. But uh, that, that's our show for this week. Happy week. Hopefully next week will be a happy, happy week as well. But Kevin, as always, you have the last two words. Go Hawks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.